0: Welcome to the Oh For Food's Sake podcast, where we unwrap the struggles working in the food industry so that you can thrive in what you do best while sustaining a rewarding and fulfilling career or business. We
1: are your hosts, Lucy Wager, food industry consultant and Amy Wilkinson, coach and facilitator, bringing you our expertise of starting a food brand and working in the food industry for the last 20 years. Our podcast is for you to find new ways to cope with the daily struggles, but mostly to inspire you to work on what's not working to ultimately improve your career or business long term.
0: Hi everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Oh For Food's Sake. So today we're going to be talking about looking after yourself in the Christmas break.
1: And we're kind of saying break in in, in inverted commas, aren't we? We are,
0: because uh, as we all know in the food industry, it's a bit of a crazy time of year. So yeah, we thought it would be a really good opportunity as we're really nearing uh, the festive season, well, we're in the festive season, to sort of take stock of how it feels to be in the food industry over Christmas and share some tips that we've gathered in terms of helping you get through this really super busy and potentially
1: stressful period. Because it, it is, it's quite varied, isn't it? You know, it, it, I guess it depends what category you're working on. It but does. There's very few categories now, I think, where there isn't some sort of Christmas twist or something in store that is Christmas related. Or even if it doesn't directly affect your category, like the shoulder categories around it will be affected. So you've got to at least have some awareness of what's going on in the rest of the market, even if the factory you're working for isn't, you know, going hell for leather.
0: Yes. And because obviously, so you and I obviously met at back mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: in the dips and dressings factory <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where it's like, and I always use that as the example, cause that was like my first experience of working in food. And and so I thought this is what, wow, this is intense because like, I, I, I'm, it must be the same still in that category, mm-hmm. but they do a huge amount of their annual turnover just in a, in those very few weeks. So at that business, we weren't allowed to take any holiday over Christmas and everybody had to work in the factory yeah, um, doing QA. And at first, that absolutely terrified me uh, because I was... A concept technologist and and I but I opted to do the night shift because I thought this is actually gonna be really good because I'm gonna get the days off, (laughs) even though obviously (laughs) did you not
1: think about the fact that you needed (laughs) to sleep?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it was really good, and it and I've I really appreciate having that massive insight into factory life working as a QA, and it gave me a completely different view of that business. Um, which I obviously have sort of taken with me throughout my career. And obviously then I realized that not every factory operates like that because they don't all have that enormous peak during a yeah. few weeks.
1: But it's great actually th- listening to you say that because what – what I'm hearing, uh, you know, what I'm like, I'm a coach and I hear, but, you yeah. know, that is a real growth mindset thing. So you, rather than thinking, oh, God, they're sending me into the factory and blah, 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 what can I learn from this? And and what you've taken from it uh, has helped you throughout your career, having a, a yeah. level of empathy and understanding.
0: So yeah, I guess there's
1: a, a part of that is is the reframe. You know, if you are getting dragged into things that aren't really your core remit, how can you put a positive spin on it and it not yeah. just feel like, oh, they're getting me to, some, to do something I don't want to do.
0: Yeah. And actually, how can you use it to your advantage? Because obviously at that time I was, I was a graduate as well. So I was really young. I was really new into the food industry. So I do think I used it as an opportunity to really understand the factory, which mm-hmm. going back to some of our previous episodes where if you are working in development and you need to understand that factory environment a bit more, We had that opportunity there because we was kind of like forced into it. We had to do it, but actually it it did work to my advantage because I did get to understand the factory a bit more and they can see you, you Mm -hmm. know, coming out of the office and going into the action.
1: Yeah. And um, it's so true what you're saying about certain categories. I mean, so the last category I worked in before I left said business was um, desserts. Now that is bonkers. Mm. You know, the the amount of revenue that goes through in December versus the rest of the year is just mad. And it's so it's so important to so many retailers. Christmas because they're the showcase pieces, aren't they? Yeah, I was going to they? say, so, they're
0: like the iconic hero products that have been everywhere in the press. And everything, yeah, aren't they? yeah.
1: And actually, because of timing and maternity leave and whatever, I only actually lived through one dessert's Christmas. I lived through two <laughs> two lots of planning for, but only one actual Christmas. Um, but even that in itself, the logistics of, because I worked in category at the time, of Um, mapping out the market and getting all of the competitors products in the logistics of that were massive and extremely expensive because those those showcase pieces are 10 15 quid each you know at least
0: and you only have a short period of time to get them don't you yeah it's not like throughout the rest of the year if there's a new launch if you don't quite make it to the stores that week because something else comes up as a priority, you know they're still going to be there in three weeks' yeah. time. Whereas at Christmas, everything happens at once.
1: Yeah, and and actually, um, you know, there's stuff that we're recording this towards the end of November, but there is, you know, there's stuff in store already and there'll be stuff filtered in. You know, there's there's lots of launch windows that lead up to Christmas, but in desserts, there were products that launched three days before Christmas and that was it. You know, because because of the shelf life of them. So managing the logistics of getting, making sure that you're capturing all of that is really so, so important. And for years, and not just on, this isn't just in desserts, just in all the different categories I've worked in. And a lot of them have been like Christmas, Christmas being really, really important things do get missed and you know it's a really busy time of year if you're busy doing other stuff getting samples out for other things it's so easy to forget and to miss that going out into store and then all of a sudden you're doing post-launch reviews in January and you've got no idea what happened in the other retailers (laughs) um or you know you've got no photos you might remember but you haven't got the photos and you know
0: you can't go back because it's so frustrating yeah
1: Yeah. So, so when we were planning this episode, that was kind of, we'll come on to top tips, but it was kind of one of our top tips is to get really, really organized with that stuff, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And I think when we were talking about that, it also occurred to me that from a startup perspective, you, you might not even think about it until after the event, because Mm -hmm. in, in big food businesses, it's, it's a thing you do the competitive shop and then you review it after Christmas. But in a, in a small startup, you, you're not sort of in that mindset. Mm. But actually after Christmas and when you're thinking about what you might do the following Christmas or the following one after that, it's really good to be able to look back and see what there is. And if you haven't done that because you've been too busy in the Christmas, the throes of Christmas. And I was thinking it might be a good idea to sort of group together with other startups and share that load and, and capture the market and what's happening at christmas yeah so i might put that in the food hub actually and
1: suggest that yeah i was just gonna say it sounds like the sort of thing that you could coordinate together isn't it
0: yeah because it's and it's just really useful information to see and from a startup branded perspective it's useful to see what the retailers are doing Mm -hmm. and yeah just to capture the trends so that i think that's a really good idea actually i'm
1: gonna
0: put that in the the (laughs) facebook groups
1: Um, so we've kind of talked about work, and you know I'm conscious that we've, we, we, as ever, we all often come at things from an MPD perspective. But there's, you know, uh, for it's a stressful time of year for other functions as well, particularly those involved in operations, technical, and we really wanted to talk about looking at after your well being, didn't we? Because yeah. I think it's it's a time where. It can be. it's supposed to be a time of year where we're all happy and jolly, but it's often a time of year where we're all stressed and yeah. pulling our hair out. Yeah, so because you've think, also
0: got all the family stuff on top of the yeah. additional pressure at work and the pressure that you feel to make Christmas brilliant for everybody at home as well.
1: Yeah. And do you know what? I feel like, there's a bit more pressure this year because last year Christmas got taken away from us didn't it you know we got we got that surprised like ridiculous lockdown yeah I I don't mean it was ridiculous to have a lockdown I just mean it was it was so we were completely locked down weren't we um and it's almost like I know I'm feeling like because we actually quite enjoyed it I'm whispering like my mum can hear my mum doesn't listen, so But it did fine, take but...
0: the pressure off, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. It was like kids' birthdays parties as well. It was like, it was so, it was like so stress-free. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So, so yeah, that we enjoyed having time to ourselves and we were like, oh, we're going to do it this year. And then actually we've ended up, it sounds awful saying relenting. I don't mean that, but you know, it, there is that pressure to, to have a, a bigger family Christmas. Now I'm quite lucky. I'm going to my sister's house and my brother-in-law is an amazing cook, but you'll know this Lucy I, I can't help but getting involved and interfering when it comes to cooking and that's the thing as as foodies we can often do that so yeah it's kind of checking in on that and making sure you're not trying to take over
0: so true I, I'm just I've just got to tell a quick little story I love one your of, stories one of my and I, hopefully she might be listening one of my best friends from the food industry came over to stay with us with her family and she ended up cooking Sunday lunch for everybody at my house.
1: <laughs> I mean I can guess who it was, I'll ask yeah, you after. Yeah.
0: It was so it was definitely a food industry thing. We thought it was great. <laughs> but it yeah, it's um but try not to do that at Christmas and let yeah, other people I was gonna let, say, yeah, yeah, let
1: let other people take the load because you know, I'm saying, oh I'm lucky, I'm going to my sisters and whatever. Well, just take that that opportunity to have a little bit of downtime and not yeah. And not just be on the go. And I just think, you know, that's that when you're in a high stress state, which you're likely to be of works like it often is. You can then just like keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't, you know, just let other people take over a bit at Christmas.
0: Definitely. Because so it's really interesting because my husband works in a completely different industry and and Christmas is, is the only time of the year that he sees that he is able to take a proper break because they properly shut down over Christmas. Yeah. And it's really interesting because, he, you know, he talks all year about oh, I can't wait to get to Christmas because I can have a proper break and I can properly switch mm. off. And I think it's so it's so different. It's and so opposite, we're probably, yeah. yeah. We're probably all in families like that. Well, actually, not all of us, because a lot of people actually marry people in the food industry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you'll, you'll I'm glad I didn't do that.
0: <laughs> you'll all be feeling the stress. Um, but yeah, if you are in that situation, then then let the let them take the load. And i I'm lucky because my husband loves doing the Christmas lunch and stuff and but in my position now I'm not working in an environment where I I am having to sort of do extra stuff at Christmas so that you know and it's it is it it must be very very difficult when you've got a young family and you're working in an environment where Mm -hmm. there is a lot of pressure at Christmas um so you know be kind to yourself if you are in that position
1: yeah and I think um dropping the things that aren't essential because we can often you know tell ourselves that we've got to do everything and then whether that's inside of work or outside of work you don't take the pressure off you don't have to do you know go and visit Santa do the pantos do everything if it's too you know your well-being matters too yes your kids matter and your family matter but actually um you know having a bit finding a way to have a bit of a down downtime and enjoy that is going to help you connect with your family a lot more than all the shiny things
0: that's so true and i saw somebody shared a post on facebook actually um saying you know it's okay not to visit santa in a grotto Mm -hmm. it's okay to not have like a billion presents for your child and there was like a whole load of things that we all put this pressure on because there's so much more things to do these days like mm. when I was little, i would break up for Christmas and just look forward to Christmas Day. Yeah. And we'd do, I mean, we might go, we, pro, I think we went to the Panto with my grandparents and, you know, we'd see family. But now there there's so many different grottos to go to. I feel stressed just thinking about which one I should book and, <laughs> and then they get booked up. And then it's, yeah. it's just like, why do we put this pressure on ourselves?
1: Because actually, last year taught us that we didn't need all of those things. We just needed to be together, didn't we? And and actually, all we wanted was to be together. And when that was taken away, that was even harder. So yeah, and the children they don't actually care. Yeah, (laughs) they're
0: just—they're just excited about Christmas and Father Christmas coming. So
1: (laughs) yeah. So I think that that is take the pressure off yourself at work and inside of work, uh, outside Uh, of work. You know, just. just do the essential things the things that need to get you by because you've got to make time to have some downtime and prioritize your own well-being as well
0: definitely um and do you remember so when I worked at back of all as well um that's when I I used to go in store as well to help the retailers that we were working with
1: stacking shelves yeah yeah
0: and if you were in a retailer you would go into stores as well. So you'd take certain days out. I can't remember how many days like we committed to, but we always had to take out a certain number of days. And I, I mean, in one year, I worked. I actually worked in the, I'd completely forgot about this until I started saying it. I, went, I worked in the clothing department for a bit mm, yeah I, right. I went and I, it was when I lived in Ealing and I worked in the Ealing store and I think I started in the food department and they were like look we've, we've got loads of staff do you want to go and see if they need any help upstairs so I went I worked on the checkouts in the, in, um, in the w- women's wear
1: So i got like a
0: whole new experience doing that as well. So you never know where these opportunities will lead you to.
1: Yeah. And it is is having that spin of the opportunities. I remember I used to always dread that when the retailer I was working with were like, can you, can you help out in store? I was like, oh, (laughs) but actually it it gets you to see, oh God, one year I just did all the butter and fats. They're really heavy to carry.
0: Yeah, I I did. I did bacon one year and they're really uh, cold. you have to wear gloves? It does give yeah. you a real insight yeah, into actually how does. hard that job is. It like does. It's not an easy job.
1: No. What I did hate the most was though customers coming up to you and asking you where oh. things were in store. And I was like, I don't know. I've never been here before. Yes. <laughs> sorry.
0: Sorry. I'm just helping you out over Christmas. I have no idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it does. It gives you a real insight. So, yeah.
0: I think, do you know, that's just reminded me. I think that's what I found. I found out that I'd got my job at Sainsbury's on one of those store. I was working in store at Sainsbury's oh, and okay. thing, they offered me the
1: job. Got the, the call job. then.
0: Yeah. Then. And I, I'm remembering all sorts of things talking about these <laughs> Christmas, <laughs> Christmas times. But again, that is, uh, it's really interesting because obviously I was doing that when I, when I didn't have a family. Um, I don't know what is expected now on people. Um, because I haven't spoken to anybody about it in recent years but I don't know if, if there is still that expectation that you should go into stores because that is obviously an additional pressure from a customer so you know you've not just got the pressure of your day-to-day job and worrying about you know are your products going to be going out okay and all of, all of that that you're worrying about and getting everything ready for the like post-Christmas launch reviews but then there, I remember that feeling that you didn't want to let your retailer down yeah
1: um yeah. so yeah so it is thinking about d- don't automatically say yes if it's not right for you as a, an individual as a business yeah. whatever I and think talk we, to
0: that person as yeah. well because I do think and actually you know maybe this is um a good point to to say because I think when you're working in retail you don't necessarily fully appreciate the pressure that your supplier contacts are under yeah, because I think, and you will probably appreciate this, Amy. The, they're very good at masking how stressed they are.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, we <laughs> we know I did that <laughs> quite yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. Totally. So yeah, would yeah I would never have um, said to a retailer, "Oh, I can't do that because there's loads of other stuff going on or whatever." Mm. I mean, I would now. Um, but yeah. But back in, you know, my pre-burnout days, I'd have just said yes to everything. But actually, the people you're talking to are human beings. And if you, um, you know, you're reasonable about actually, it's that whole pushing back thing, isn't it? I mean, it's part of what we we do on the MPD upskilling workshops we do on the soft skills, isn't it? It's that uh, finding the right way to push back, you know, I can do that for you, but that is going to have this impact. You know, it's going to mean that I can't go into get the competitor stuff that we, you need me to get you know yeah. you know being reasonable with your your reasons why you can't can't actually do it yeah. is actually really really important and because like you say often people just don't have an appreciation no. of all the other things that you do in your job they just see no. you coming in for a meeting or uh, yeah. you know
0: and i think uh this is sort of going so this is actually an, probably another podcast episode actually because it's okay. a really interesting point i'll because, get my pen out
1: and write yeah. no, down.
0: <laughs> because i think some people in supply base can be i was gonna say critical it's not critical i'm not quite sure what, what the word is but can say things about people in retail basically saying they don't appreciate the pressure they're under and what they're doing but they if they've Both never ways. been yeah, if they've never been in that environment, they're not gonna know. And mm. and I know that from working in a retail environment, people didn't know the pressure that is in the supply base.
1: But I think also, even I would say it the other way around, you know, I've got a lot of friends that um, have worked in retail as well, that you, you, as a supplier you don't always Yeah, it's almost you know when we were talking to joe elston a few yeah. weeks ago and she was saying you know when you move in you sort of see retail as this like ivory tower and think yes. you know that you just turn up and have lunches at suppliers and whatever that is not the reality is it you no, know the pre- no. the, there's massive pressures on both sides and i think it's that it's very different a, it's very yeah. different
0: but it it exists and if you and if if that isn't communicated between the two people involved yeah. then it can cause trouble
1: so i think what we're saying in the in the context of christmas is whether you work for a supplier or whether you work for a retailer having an appreciation that you don't know what's going on in that other business and you know it, for instance, if you're working in a retailer and you're like, oh, I just need you to get these samples and I need you to fill in. I tell you one that I remember. We need you to fill in all these um, comp sheets of, and it was desserts of like a million things by this certain date. And you're Mm. like, well, all the products won't be in store until that date. Mm. So I can't physically do it. So it's like having that appreciation or understanding from the supplier's perspective what that actually means and is that physically possible yeah, and then it, I guess it's vice versa, isn't it?
0: It is, and it, it's basically just about communicating. It's a bit like what we say when we when we're talking about influencing people within your business. So when we talked about like um, MPD not being overlooked in a manufacturing environment,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that was all about communicating and you know relating to the other people that were working in different functions. This is exactly the same thing, yeah. But it's it's slightly more difficult because you you don't even appreciate the the pressures that within that business which you only really see once you work in a certain business and the pressure Mm -hmm. that's coming from the top and and the expectations that are you know that are on you so yeah I think it is about communicating isn't it and and having an appreciation and a bit of empathy for everybody during during this very stressful yeah period of time
1: yeah but it is uh, yeah and and clarity and all of those things so yeah
0: and the other thing that I wanted to mention as well is because I've also worked in categories that aren't necessarily big over Christmas, but have a massive hit in January.
1: Yes, yeah, so like because, health categories and yes, stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah, because they're they are also really impacted over Christmas because you are potentially doing the production launches over the
1: christmas period and i know and, and your yeah. label suppliers have always oh. closed oh, yeah. Christmas, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you've always got to get your packaging by the yeah. middle of december yeah. kind of thing and yeah. some
0: raw materials as well you yeah. know you have to sort of and and it's really i, I find that a really strange thing because it, it happens every year obviously but it is the only time in the year that you do struggle and mm. you know they can't do anything because they're shut yeah um so it does like all this critical paths just change dramatically when if you've got a launch in January because really you've got to have everything ready before well way before Christmas so you've really got to take that into consideration but I've done launches where I've had to be in a factory like on New Year's Day like super duper early which obviously like totally ruins your New Year's Eve celebration mm-hmm.
1: yeah I've done <laughs> um, the same
0: <laughs> yeah I think everybody who's works in like a chilled health category will have done that on multiple occasions over the years um, so and and I think there's there are a lot of launches there's there's more launches now I think because of the January there's mm-hmm. not just I mean it, it's sort of the halo of health isn't it but it's it's a really big point in the calendar so you've got these two really big pieces of launch windows basically that happen very quickly after each other
1: Mm -hmm.
0: at a time where everybody else is celebrating so you know it's it's
1: yeah so uh, you've got the pressure in work and then you've got so much more pressure outside of work to be socializing to do things and and you (laughs) want to do those things don't you it's not like you don't want to see your friends and you don't want to see your family but it's it's really um important to get some sort of balance because you just can and i was remembering christmas's past where uh, particularly actually even before i had a family myself and i was single i kind of said yes to absolutely every social event and i would get to the end of christmas week and i was just like lying on the living room floor (laughs) shattered um you can't do that can you you're gonna you know because you're just going to burn out. That's yeah, the reality.
0: because, and, and I think there's that temptation to say yes to everything because you feel like you should be, it's the time to celebrate and it's the time to be with everybody. But, you know, it. You you can't do everything. You know you wouldn't mm. go out every single night over a weekend and then you know go to work and and have your busiest week at work. You just you just wouldn't do it. It's only at Christmas you, that we you would you,
1: you would if you were me ten years ago. But you know I've learned <laughs> a lot from that experience, yeah. and I just yeah. think just don't do it because it does just, just doesn't end well. Yeah,
0: and you don't enjoy those things. You know, pick pick the things. You know, be be ruthless and pick the things that you really want to do yeah and you know be comfortable with saying no yeah I, I hate saying those things I'm like <laughs> saying that and thinking you're terrible at saying no but
1: we're, get, we're gonna do a whole episode on saying no I think I think yes. it's got to be done hasn't it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so should we move on to our tips I guess they're tips for for Looking after yourself or, or yes. just getting through the Christmas period? Tips
0: for a healthy, happy, productive Christmas at work, <laughs> no. no.
1: <laughs> so the first one is is about that clarity, being clear on who's doing what. So we talked about, didn't we, the, you know, if you need to go and do comp shops or if you need to be going going into store and helping out, being clear on what is achievable and who's going to do it yeah. because – it's so easy for that to get dropped. And I think that's important inside of work, but it's also important outside of work. Don't be the person that is taking on everything. and oh, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Delegate tasks out to mm. your partner, to your family, to your friends, and be clear on who's doing what, including yeah. cooking Christmas lunch so that you don't get yourself involved. Just sit back <laughs> if you want. I mean, if you want to, if you wouldn't be you know if christmas lunch is the most important thing for you to do yourself in the year then do that but delegate something else out
0: delegate the wrapping
1: yeah Or just (laughs) don't wrap just don't wrap it's not very sustainable to wrap anyway that's true (laughs) just put a bow around it
0: (laughs) (laughs) i like a bit of wrapping
1: yeah oh i love i love um wrapping presents going off a tangent love wrapping presents with a christmas movie on and sherry on the go
0: Oh yeah, See, I don't a think that's going to happen.
1: I'm not, I'm not sure when I'm going to fit that in, but anyway, haven't bought any presents yet. So <laughs> no, no, neither have I. Oh my God. So that's top tip number one.
0: Yeah. So number two um, is about creating clear boundaries. So at work, get a rotor up of who is going to be contactable over the Christmas period. Decide in advance, um, you know how you're going to share the load and who is going to be the contact for customers or clients. And so everybody, you know, has some off time and some downtime, basically.
1: Yeah, because I know where um, one of the businesses I used to work in, they used to be the same core people that ended up coming in between Christmas and New Year because they wanted to. So that's fine, but they're not getting the same downtime as everybody else. So it's fair to spread that load, isn't it? And I know it's really difficult when some people are like, oh, well, I've got a family and they haven't got a family. But actually everybody needs a little bit of downtime yeah. over Christmas to so try and make it as fair as possible, really. Yeah, yeah. And definitely. and delete your delete your emails off your phone or do whatever you need to do so that you don't actually look at them unless you're on that on-call day because you don't switch off otherwise. No. You know, you just think, oh, just glance at it but it just ruins the whole day. You know, if there's a crap message, if there's yeah. been a recall or something like that, you just don't want to know about it, do yeah. you?
0: <laughs> I had an incident. This is just my, I could just tell a quick story. When I was doing podology, I had a terrible situation where I'd taken on some people to manage my social media and they'd posted a an image of a Christmas feast, uh, which included a massive roast turkey hmm. and obviously lots of, um, the podology followers were vegan and like this like troll basically went absolutely crazy and caused like real it was awful and that was mm. one of those moments where I looked at my phone on Christmas Eve and was like oh my god <laughs> everything's going wrong and it, it it kind of like really like affected my Christmas period and yeah so that was, it was my business and there was nobody else to sort of deal with it but yes
1: maybe yeah. i should have not looked at my phone well yeah it's a different it's different you know there's with all of this stuff there's no hard and fast rule we can only say what yeah. is probably the best thing for you to have done in that situation yeah. but you yeah. know and and on that boundary thing that there is also you know we talked about having a schedule at work but have that schedule at home know who's doing what don't and and also rather than just saying yes to everything, being really clear on what you are going to say in advance so you're not swept up in the moment, what you are going to say yes and no to because it's so important that you schedule some sort of relaxation and downtime. Like, mm. snuggle up and read that book that you're never going to read at any other time of year that somebody's bought you for Christmas. Like, make yeah. the time to do that because it's important.
0: Yeah, which, definitely.
1: Which kind of leads on to our Tip number three, which is prioritising your well being, so you and your team's well being. So if you're if you are, I'm not going to say stuck in the office. If you happen to still be at work over the Christmas period, thinking about how you make it feel less crappy that you're at work. So you know, uh, have some sort of festive quiz or or do whatever to make it feel a little bit more lighthearted, Or you know, I know we used to you know, have lunch together, which we didn't necessarily do at other times of year.
0: Yeah, And it, it might be quite nice to have that break, actually, as well from the chaos. You know, like sometimes you can just have too much home time and like intensity. That's and why I used I, to go in between yeah. Christmas
1: and year. It's <laughs> it's quite <laughs> nice avoider. to do
0: something different, especially like in food. We, you know, generally you work in nice teams where you all get on and, you know, that's the, the best place to be Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um it's nice to sort of have that break and actually enjoy being together and make the most of it
1: yeah yeah have the chats and have the um a bit of social time that you wouldn't normally have with people at work you know just make the The time to do that because usually it's the time of year when you can get that you know you've actually got time to do that because by the time you are at the between Christmas and New Year stage most products are on shelf you know there might be some New Year stuff going out but it is usually you know even the factory is getting less busy at that point
0: Mm.
1: so that's at work but at home I think you know uh, I've, I know I keep saying it, but you know, I'm the well being, Wilco the well being <laughs> queen in the corner. Um prioriti and I, you know, I, I we we always talk about the things that we need to hear ourselves the most, yeah. but prioritizing your well being outside of work as well. So making sure you're getting outdoors. You know, this time of year it is dark, very early, so you need to go out and get that vitamin D when you can. There's nothing nicer, is there, than a the nice like winter walk mm. if it's sunny or whatever. Yeah. But even if it's not, but by creating downtime and not running from one thing to the next, you can enjoy those moments a lot more and be a lot more present with yourself, with your family, and it can also help you not feel as frantic. Because the other thing, I've not gone into in much detail at this time of year, is sometimes you have to spend people time time with people at Christmas that can really wind you up and I'm talking family. You can choose your friends, but, and, um, I think only my sister out of my family listens to this. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, but you know, we've all got that, per, you know, whether it's some uncle or other or whatever, somebody that winds you up at Christmas can wind you up at Christmas, but if you can manage your own well-being and, be in the best state that you can be you're going to be less likely to get into those family arguments when you are you are yeah put in that situation
0: yeah definitely because we ha- yeah we haven't talked about that but there's always talk of people having to go somewhere that they don't want to go and you know I mean last year we were all forced to not go anywhere so yeah. everybody said you know nobody was in that situation but yeah it's you know when you're at home if you are in that situation where you're having to work in between Christmas and New Year, when you are at home, make sure you're enjoying it and, yeah. you know, take yourself off and go and, you know, go and lie down or something if you start to feel the pressure.
1: Yeah. Go and listen to a podcast. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> Not this one.
0: Yeah. Oh. Well, I could listen to this one if you like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other, thing that, the other thing that we talked about was about doing things for other people over the Christmas period
1: yeah there's something there's it's really there really is something in that in that whole um giving back to other people that actually makes you feel good as well
0: yeah definitely and one of my suppliers that I worked with every year when his dad was a doctor and he told me that every year they would go into the hospital where his dad worked and they'd have Christmas dinner um they'd make Christmas dinner and take it and give it to the patients and spend the time with the patients. And obviously he was little and his brother was little at the time. And he said, it was so, such a wonderful thing to do and it made such a difference to the people that were in the hospital. And so he then had children of his, of his own. So he made sure that they did something like that over mm. the Christmas period because it, it was like part of what he did at Christmas and I just thought that was such a lovely thing to do
1: it really is because I think we get so particularly because we are we are part of that whole commercialism of, yeah. of Christmas aren't we you know working yeah. in the food industry that you know all the variants of products that we come up with and you know maximize as much as we can at getting out of Christmas actually you sort of forget what it's about and and yeah finding a way to and you know we've talked about not overloading and giving yourself like lots of things to do but actually doing something like that where it's giving back will be a lot more rewarding than some of the other than going to visit Santa in the grotto
0: yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. and there's so and there's so much access to stuff like that unfortunately because there are a lot of people that need stuff these days mm-hmm. um so if you do want to do something like that there are there's loads of things locally to everybody that you know, where people need volunteers and or just presents for children that aren't necessarily going to get anything and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So hopefully that has been helpful to everybody. We would love to hear from you and find out how Christmas went, what were the wins and hopefully you do get to get some downtime and prioritise looking after yourself and enjoying Christmas both at home and at work. And yeah, we we wish you a amazing Christmas Mm. and we're actually, we're going to take a little break over Christmas.
1: So we're going to practice what we preach and we, yeah, we're going to take a couple of weeks off. So we'll be back um, in the first week of January, Um, but we're going to take some time out and really be present and enjoy Christmas with our families. So... But we wanted to also say to you, thank you for all your support this year because it's been amazing. Like, yeah. if we think back to launching the podcast on the the first of April and thinking nobody's going to listen, we were yeah. wrong. You're listening, yeah. and um, it's it's been amazing. So it, thank it you. really
0: has, yeah. Thank you, and and thanks for um, coming to join us in our Facebook community as well. We're, we're just really overwhelmed with everybody's responses. Really, so thank you, and keep keep them coming. Um, we love to hear from everybody so yeah have a great Christmas and see you all in 2022
1: yeah see you next year (laughs) see you next year
0: (laughs) thank you for joining us today and we hope you've enjoyed it take care
1: and catch us next week And if you'd like to get in touch with us personally, Lucy is available for consultancy advice and is able to offer a free discovery call. Find her on Instagram at outtolaunchmpd or over on LinkedIn. And
0: if you want to reach out to Amy for any coaching or facilitation support, then you can find her at Amy Wilkinson Coaching on Facebook, Instagram or LinkedIn. Thanks again. I'm Lucy. And
1: I'm Amy. See see you you next time. time.